Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Sam and Greg on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up like a sex machine. Get on up. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up like a sex machine. Get on up. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. 92.9, The Game. Yeah, we're a little bit late this morning, but we are here, Sam and Greg, on this Saturday morning, the 13th day of, what month is this? January. January. I literally wrote just Saturday. Uh, so much has happened this week, dude. Well, hang on, let me get my things out here. Good morning, Georgia! Morning! And a good morning to you folks in Shambly. Happy New Year. You folks in Shambly. Outstanding. In Shambly. Outstanding. <sighs> I was sitting here Up there you. where Peachtree Road becomes Peachtree Boulevard. Yeah, I was up there. Shout out to everybody over there at uh, at, at Curry Honda. Okay, because they listen okay. to us. All right, to all the all guys right. who work in the shop coming in there. I told you about O'Sara and and the guy who's runs the the service department. there got the greatest NASCAR name ever, Old Junior Coker. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. So nice. shout out to Junior and Sarah over there. Anyway, it has been probably not just because it's the beginning of the year, but the most interesting week I can think of in in my and it's not it's it's been you know like the the ups and downs the roller coaster we already yeah, know now. what's been going on in my house but just that we got that and then something else happened and at the end of the week I got me a new coat <laughs> right? it's not so Ac- much you got the coat is where's where you found where the coat. I found the coat where I was over there buying the, the 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 grates that go up in the ceiling, you know, for your for your ducks, they um, <laughs> yes, I gotta get the ducks clean. We got mold, all kinds of crap at the house. Duck. I had the worst feeling in the world this past week, Sam. And everybody that's got a house, if you got an apartment, it doesn't matter because you can call somebody and get this taken care of. But we got, it was like we lived in what's what's the you know a rainforest. Was it Tuesday? We got all that heavy rain. Yeah, man, golly, wouldn't stop. And I, you know. Did my thing on Wednesday. Went downstairs to the office there. Walked Jesse, and I, I went to the bathroom um, down on on that level. And I had that thing that happens to you that makes all homeowners just. <sighs> I stepped, and the ground went. When I, you know, the carpet was drenched. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We had water that came in from that rain. I got one of them little. Cracked someplace that the water came in. It was yeah. in the bathroom, and it seeped out into the carpet. The good news is it also went into another room where I've been trying to get Tracy to like clean out all the stuff that's been sitting in there all these years. So now that the boxes got wet, we got an excuse to clean that out. But yeah, that was that was Tuesday, and I'm sure there was a number of other people because Wednesday when I call, 
you know, a friend of mine to get their advice on what to do. And of course, that I had to run over to the Lowe's and get the fan and get the, the get the, the the shop vac. I thought I had a shop vac, but I didn't have one. You didn't have. So it. I had to go get one of those. And anyway, that's just that's how the way it is. It is played out. Everything's okay now. The water has receded, but it's. You know, it's been an interesting week. So I had that at the house and then everything that happened sports-wise. And Monday night, people were wailing really? in my house. You called wow. and checked on me. Yeah, I did. There was, there I was were like, tears. Ooh, hope y'all all right over there. And, and, so, and since I brought it up, I want, I want witnesses. Are you ready for this, Sam? Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. Ooh. <laughs> he got on the Michigan Oh man! I brought it out. I said yep. if they won, I'm gonna bring it out. Yeah, Noel's got hers too. So there you go. I want. I'm gonna put it up over here right now. <laughs> so you thought you thought because listen, we're gonna go through this week, so we might as well start with Monday because after Monday, that's when the, the floodgates broke opened up. Man, just just everything, so everything you can imagine. What were your thoughts? Now we got a break here in a minute, so and we'll get it. We'll get into the rest of the week's activities. And again, the rest of the this is going to be an interesting next cut. We've got our Saturdays back. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday mornings, Sam and Greg. And what I got a new executive producer, Noel. You're going to hear about Noel. She's going to be a part of the show. And, and, and then, and then, we have this 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 feature that airs on Saturday mornings before us. So for the next couple of weeks, we're going to come on at seven thirty. Okay. Only on Saturdays. We'll be back tomorrow from six until usual 10. time. So, do you want to save your your you want to tease something as we go to break about I mean, that, your thoughts just, on just, Monday night? That's Monday night and what happened Monday Monday afternoon or Monday morning, whatever would be that happened was that here locally in town? You know, Monday was the, the, yes. the, was, yes. uh, the well, news. actually wasn't it Sunday night? Um, technically, it came out. <laughs> technically, it was Sunday night at at, at midnight. Oh really? They, I thought they, it was earlier than that. No, they, they waited until after everybody's newscast was gone. Everybody, okay, everybody's newscast smart. was over, and all of a sudden, poof, at, at, at midnight. Okay, and if you don't know what Mr. Crenshaw is talking about, you do know what he's talking about. But yeah, he's we teasing do. Yeah, it we in do. a different kind we of way. We talked about it all week oh, long on this station. Yeah. And see now, we have, we have spun this thing a million different ways, this, and, I, and, and that's that's me being being the TV person, right? I know. Like, I never thought about they, it like they that. They waited yeah. right until everybody was everybody off there, everybody off there. All right, send it. It's Mr. Blank and uh, Mr. Cannon <laughs> and them. The Brain Trust over there. All right, well, listen, we are going to get into the events of this past week. Again, thank you for letting us be a part of your uh, Saturday morning. Sam and I are back on Saturdays and Sunday mornings. If you're heading out, take us with you on the Odyssey app and just bundle up. Layer yourself. Yes. It is cold outside. Mm -hmm. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Alcohol is gone all day, and people just get up and start dancing. Uh-huh. Had Noel play this. You know that this song, Sam, yes. on this date, is one of a few songs that went to number one twice. Twice? Went to number one, 1960, attached to a movie, I believe. I think it was high okay. school something. And then, no, or it was the other way around. The song came out, 
and hit number one, and then the movie came out, and then it brought it back it to number one. one. Frankie Avalon and that funny yeah, one, one of them, one of them beat something high yeah. school movies. Okay, all but right. yeah, the twist right. went to number one twice, and yeah. for the, and the second time it popped on this date, January thirteenth, nineteen something sixty. Happy Founders Day! Yeah, man. You know whose Founders Day it is? Yeah, huh? because your dear mother. Remember, uh, she was, I had it ready to go. Deltas Founders Day, and, and it happened Happy Founders Day on this date. And, and the first place, the first university to have it, Howard. Yes, yeah, so of course, your mom was she at, was at Hampton, at Hampton, she was at Hampton. Mom, yeah. I got I have at my <laughs> today, <laughs> Sam, and, and and Tracy dips her hand in there. It don't taste the same, but nobody's cooking ever tastes like their mother's, right? Right, even if she wasn't. You know. Nope, I have a Delta. Cookbook at the house. Oh, do you? I have a Delta <laughs> cookbook that she got, and yeah. what, she went back to one of the conventions, and one of the sisters put one together. But she had an older one. The pages were just oh yeah, you know, the, <laughs> you know what cookbook. happened to the pages? But you hold on to it, right? You're <laughs> yeah, not gonna let it go. Got it slid up in there. Yeah, you got all kind of little notes in there and whatnot. There you go. My the one that she taught me how to make two of them there in there was strawberry rhubarb pie. Mm-hmm. She, she had me. She sat me down, and showed me how to make a crust. The baby, this is how you do the crust, because that, that's going to be your pie. Not the stuff in the middle. It's your crust. And so she showed me how to do that. And scalloped potatoes. Ooh. Thelma Jean, rest in peace. There you oh, go. Man. There you go now. See, there you from, go. There you from go. That, from that Delta cookbook. <laughs> and Ella May wouldn't cook me nothing. That's my grandmother who lived with. Boy, whatever it is, it's time for you to learn how to make it. <laughs> I'd be stirring stuff, hands oh. over my head. I was so small, I couldn't stop this <laughs> Whatever I wanted that she was making and stinking up the house, yep. I was like, Granny, can I have some of that? Come here, let me show you how to make it. Oh, gosh. Well, we're trying to cook up a concoction to get a head coach in this town because that's how we started our week. Well, it started our Very week after the nice disastrous segue. after a disastrous yes. trip to New Orleans. Yeah. My goodness. You, you figured if they had gone to New Orleans and had won or had played well, Maybe, just maybe, but man, the way they played, the way things end up in the second half of that game, you just knew it was done. And and the exit stage left was how the game ended. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, oh. this, that's the taste you're going to have in your mouth. The last vision of Arthur Smith cussing like, you know, his food order ain't ready at the, at the truck stop, <laughs> you know. And this is, all, this is all thanks to the king of crab legs. Uh, you know what the I mean? King who, of crab who, legs. Who, okay, I ain't heard <laughs> put like that before. Decided, who decided to... To make it make it audible. <laughs> oh, okay, that's right. He's talking about Javis. You mean <laughs> what? I see. When you say the crab legs, I'm thinking of him sucking on his fingers. No, the dude. way he did that, and he stuck his whole hand in his mouth there. Yeah, I know no, the crab he, leg he, story, right, but right, that's that's, that's what me. He will forever Jameis. be the king of crab legs in Tallahassee, Florida. Anyway, would you <laughs> if you were, if you were a Saints if you were a, if you were one of the people who made the decisions with the Saints, would you cut him the next day after doing that? Because he blatantly flipped his nose at the head coach, yeah, which basically showed that that. Head but you coach, know what? Though you know what? Though you know what? Though you, you get back to it. That's very Falcon Saints. It is. It is it, yeah, I mean, it, it's a bad look because he went against what what the coach. And he's not said. the starting quarterback. It ain't like know, this is Drew Brees. But it's very Falcon Saints. Yes, yes, it, it really is, that. is. Down through the years, we've had stuff like that that both teams have done to each other. Down, you know, and so yeah, if you know anything about the Falcon Saints rivalry, say. That makes sense. I mean, you're talking about a city that has a statue for a guy that blocked a punt. Who has a statue for a block punt? 
only only New Orleans, and it's only because it well, happened but, to it, us. It happened to the Falcons. I get it. I get it. And there's a reason why they had. That I mean, yes, yes, yes. You Steve, Steve Gleason aside, you can't gloss over that because that was a big part of, of right. both of the games. They did the fifty fifty charity. Yeah. Right. Uh, By the way, that donation. is our producer Noel. Excuse me, our new Noelle executive White's producer. Here. She is here. She's going to jump in from time to time. Yes, you will. Yes, I, she I will. got and to we when it. we talk we about it. Swamp Town. <laughs> and as you can see, she br- you can tell who she worked with last, Mr. John Fricky. <laughs> Do you really have that disdain for New Orleans? Yes. Okay. Really? So it's not just here. You're not just hyperbole Look, here. If it ain't the food, the Mannings, Lil Wayne, or Frank Ocean, I ain't, I'm not that interested in New Orleans. Wow. Okay. You ever been to Mardi Gras? Yeah. Really? Mardi Gras, Bourbon Street. My sister, unfortunately, um, had to relocate when she was with Southwest down there. Okay. So she was down there for a while. Okay. So I was I was back and forth between here and there, that, that airport that smells like a bowling alley. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was like a bowling alley. She's already earned her room. money as far as I'm concerned. She has already earned it. It smells like a bowling alley. A bowling alley. Yes, that airport smells like a bowling. It smells like nothing but like stale beer and and, and cigarette smoke. Cigarette butts. That's the yes. second airport I've heard described with an unflattering... Oh. Unflattering food reverence. Nice. The people in Michigan say that about people. In Cle- Detroit Cle- Wayne? No, they say that about Cleveland's airport. It smells like hot, <laughs> it smells like hot dog water. <laughs> but you know that rivalry. That's the oh, same yep, as yep, Atlanta, yep, you know, yep, right, New Orleans. Right, right, right. Oh, gosh. Oh, describe gosh. That way. Well, listen, we can't wait for the, the next contribution from Noel, but we got to get back to this football yep, stuff yep, here. Yep, yep. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9thegame.com. So, uh, before we and we teased about the national championship, we'll get to that. But before the national championship happened that evening during the day, this happened, and here is um, Falcons owner Arthur Blank. You know, at some point in time, um, we have to separate um, our personal respect, affection uh, for the head coach in this case um, versus results. And uh, there's no question that over the last three years. Um, that our results have not been what um, I've committed to our franchise, which has been having championships and uh, being competitive um, at the highest possible levels that we could achieve. Um, we haven't done that for three years. There's lots of subplots, sub-stories, uh, which we could spend hours talking about, and most everybody in this room has either verbally expressed reviews on or written about, et cetera. So we could debate some of those things or discuss some of those things, but we are where we are. Here we are where we are. And, and uh, you know you know what? It, it started immediately. We are well underway within the interviewing. Matter of fact, <laughs> they, they, sent this, they sent the notice out at midnight Saturday night or right. Sunday night. They've done it. They're already sending out press releases. They, we're interviewing people. We're interviewing people. They've already interviewed uh, Mike McDonald. Uh, who's the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. They, well, people know we have interviewed him. They're going to, you know, open to let y'all know we're, we're moving with this thing. And, and you know, that's, that's, that's what But they happening. can't really get serious about it because everything has to happen. I mean, they're letting you know they're, they've started. But, yes. But, you know, division round, once that passed, then people can, you know, get hired. you got to get past that. But then brings up the question, how did New England do what they – now, you kind of know how they did it, but – He's supposed to go through the process. Now, is this about? Is this about? Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? What's that? Um, semantics, because it wasn't he got fired. It wasn't that he retired like the other two guys. Yeah. 
they had a parting of the ways. Mm-hmm. So is that is that phrase, the parting of the ways, does that give you the opening of circumventing the Rooney rule and not having to go out and interview? Because it's not really a process, right? You're just elevating the vice president, if you will, to the top spot. That's what I took from that. Because how can otherwise, how can Robert Kraft say he's named a new head coach when you have to wait? We all know you have to wait till after the division rounds. If you lose a coach, you got, you know. You have to wait till after that before you can hire a new one. But if they knew they were going to do this, they maybe had already started the process. But isn't that the reason for, well, then doesn't that in and of itself circumvent the Rooney Rule? You don't go through the process then. If you know no, who you want. say you go through the process. If you knew you are going to make a decision, you start your process. But this dude's already been hired. He'd been, he been given the corner office. But I'm office. saying you, you knew for days he and Belichick were talking about breaking things up. They may have already started then. I get that. But for the people who believe that once a head coach leaves his position, the organization has to have a search for a new coach or at least yeah. go through the motions of that. And that doesn't – you can start the conversation like the Falcons are doing, but you have to let this play out at least through the division rounds of the upcoming playoffs. That's what most people believe is in play with the NFL. This guy jumped the fence by bringing this guy up. And I'm just asking, is it the wording of how Belichick separated from them that gives them this ability to do that as opposed to waiting? And I, I don't know that. I, I don't know that part, but I'm just saying the process, there probably was a process now. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't just say, oh, hey, you, you step into this job. What was that when they, because they didn't just come to the decision the other no, day I, that I, they were going to split and go through separate ways. You know, that's been something that's been known for. Probably for weeks. Do you believe that Belichick stepped out the way he did because he had some say in who was going to follow him? Listen, I, you know what I thought of first? Yeah. I thought of this, and we know this to be the case. Folks want Bud Selig out forever, Major League Baseball, right? But Bud Selig was like, was like Hyman Roth. He was like Meyer Lansky in, in, in the minds of some people. But when he did finally relinquish commissionership, it was well-known that Rob Manford was his guy and that he want Rob Manford. I'll leave if Rob Manford's the commissioner, you know, and leaving many to believe that he's doing the Geppetto thing off on the side here and, and Rob Manford's his Pinocchio, okay? That's what I thought of first. Maybe Belichick said, you know, I'm hearing all this noise and all this sort of stuff, and, and Robert Kraft is like, yeah, Bill, maybe so on and so forth. And now your fan base feels like, okay, you didn't do anything in the year since Brady and – it's being widely reported that you're the guy, you know, that pushed Brady out and so on and so forth. So all that stuff put into a blender. Bill says, all right, listen, I want to still coach, but if you bring this guy in here, he's a disciple of mine who keep the Belichick way going, blah, 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 I'll leave. That's what many people feel is what happened in New England and that um, Robert Kraft allowed it to happen but changed the language as opposed to I'm not going to fire Bill, I'm not going to make him retire. This wording allows me to ascend – you know, the guy behind him, his vice president, if you will. Yeah. That's just my, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Do you believe that to be the case or could be the case in New England? It could be. It could be. I mean, I wasn't in the room. I, I don't know what happens. It could be for them to to come by it that way and everybody say, well, it's fine. It's, that's the coach you want to hire. And, 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 every, and everybody's fine with it. Um, but, you know, that's one thing that even Arthur Blank mentioned. When you're going to do go through this process, you got so many things, you know, Diversity and inclusion, and that type of thing, Rooney Rule and whatnot. To to uh, as you go through your process, and, and you know know who your candidates are going to be in that time. And of course, 
And, you know, if you're in a, in a position that the Falcons are in, you're going to be interested in some people who are involved with the teams that are still active. Right. And so that's the other thing you do in the process. Apparently that wasn't the case up in New England. They knew they had somebody. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they brought them in and, and whatnot, and they're able to, to move along. So it's almost like they almost did it like a college program, you know, as we as we, we transition to Monday night. You know, you you, you got to do it quickly, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so, you know, we heard from one of the winners. Of, of course, Michigan wins the game. Um, I got to give Washington's defense credit. Their defense showed up for a while in that for game. For a while. For you know, a while. you know, it, yeah. it looked like in the first half when Michigan got their first two touchdowns, it was like, oh, man, they're going to get boat raced. Right. But then Washington defense showed up, and, they, you know, they're not supposed to be known for that. They bowed up and played, but they spent too much time on the field, and in the end, yeah. you know, Michigan got, got, got the best of them. But, you know, I thought it was a good ball game. I enjoyed the ball game. Of course, uh, in the end, Michigan gets the, gets the victory, and the questions now come about Harbaugh. Will he stay? Will he go? If he goes, where will he go? Instead of things. Of course, it's a big deal for him, obviously, uh, considering his family. And he talked about now being able to. Well, that's the way he put it. That was pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Only as Jim Harbaugh can say it. I get to sit at the, uh, the big person's table now. Uh, that, that feels really good. Just uh, you know, to, be, to be the only coach in your own family that – you know, hasn't won a national t- title uh, or Super Bowl, the, the championship. Uh, yeah, that feels great personally. So, of the parents of NFL players, is who who puffs their chest out the most? Is it the Matthews? Is it the Mannings? If he gets this chip, is it the Harbaugh's? They got one Super Bowl apiece. Yeah. But there's a there's two there's two Super Bowls in the family and one national championship. Does that trump four Super Bowls in the Manning family to a piece? And I don't know how many Matthews. I'm sure there's a few, but I don't even really know. Yeah, I know how many they've, they've been a part of. Yeah. Um, but, but this is a different capacity, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, as, um, you know as, as, as coaching and at different levels at both college and pro. So that, that's the thing that's impressive. As we talk about who would go from one level to the next, you know, with Harbaugh and people say, would Harbaugh come to Atlanta, you know, and coach with the Falcons? Nah. Um, you know, well – yeah, yeah. I, I but listen, the bigger story about where somebody's going to go, his opponent jumping. You and I argued for the longest time about that job when when Saban was gone was going to Dabo. That's what you believe, man. This this this, <laughs> this announcement comes up and people start moonwalking. <laughs> all all the guys who all the guys who you thought were going to go be in exactly. that job. They all started walking, started moonwalking, man. They all started coming up and said, ah, not me, man. <laughs> you know? And, and and it's bad because a lot of these guys got the same agent. And this dude is just working people, getting, you know, like like Mike Norvell. Well, if Mike Norvell come to the job? No, Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell gets more money to, to, to stay in Tallahassee. Yeah, but he won't yeah. stay down there and deal with them the, the, those issues that the NCAA, NCAA well, just Whatever, he, 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 he parlayed Saban's departure into yeah. more money. Everybody, you know what I mean? Like that's. that's it happens a lot on the college level, though. Well, so and so opening happens. Here's the crazy part. Now they got the coach at Alabama, but you heard for for a couple of days it was kind of exciting because you know the name that was going back and forth. And wouldn't you love to see it happen, Urban Meyer? Oh, oh no, Urban. Meyer. Oh, but that. if he landed back there, oh my goodness gracious! You know what I think would be cool for Saban right now, and and and, and and Coach Saban can do whatever he wants to do. He has earned the right to do whatever he wants to do. You know. Aflac got this deal with he and Deion Uh-oh. Sanders in the commercials. <laughs> okay. You know. Uh, what, 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 Go you ahead. Know, I want to hear this. 
those commercials are not going to stop. I promise oh, you. Absolutely. You know, they just Af- got a whole other lane of writing to go to. Affleck got some good cash down there in Columbus. Let him just be a consultant to Dion. You know what? That's actually not a bad idea. What would that do? Well, okay. That's the, the power of the duck. My Affleck. Affleck. My, my, Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> the, the duck, man. The duck. The duck is throwing some money around. I. I Duck well, got a bag of money. A Duck got a bag of money. I'm just wondering how much. The reason he walked away is because he's admittedly and embraces his old school way about going, do about the way he goes about things. He can't control it anymore. It's he, just it's like right. Roy Williams. It's just like Coach K. Coach, yeah. You yep, know, yep. you get to a certain level, certain things you earn the right to do or earn the right to have and control and. Mm-hmm. He couldn't control it anymore. Who's the last man standing of all those great coaches we've been talking about? There's one one last man standing. Pop. No. Like old school coach. Pop's the last one, but he just got some. Well, new that's, blood. that's that's at the NBA level. I'm at the collegiate level where you got where you got to recruit. No. You know, you know, Saban thrived on recruiting. He would play the SEC championship game on a Saturday and then Monday, the following Monday, he's up at Buford High School. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just thrived on it, but just the idea that you go through all that. And the guys, still, you know, we'll get into it some yeah, more this Yeah, this is our first chance to talk about all this yeah, stuff. Man. It's already been chewed. So, sorry about that, but we got to get our say out here. Yeah. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Special guest up next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, the 13th day of January. Smith from Toys in the Attic on Star 94. Anyway, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And good morning. We, gotta do it again. we did it. We did one on the half hour. We did it then. It was a 7 o'clock hour, and that's the only chance we had to do it at 7 o'clock hour. at the top of the hour. Y'all get a little extra gravy in okay, the 7 extra, o'clock hour. Extra gravy. And, and, and this city gets a little mention there. Duluth. Duluth. The fine folks up in Duluth. fine folks in Duluth, man. Happy, Absolutely. Happy Saturday morning. Shout out to the Wildcats. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and while I'm and on George about, Rogers Boulevard. George Rogers. He went huh. to school there. That's what I'm saying. I just, I, when I woke Great up this George, morning, man, I didn't think I. He got a whole street. If you follow the street, it goes right into the stadium. It, it didn't we even move around like George? It, no, it's it a little bit. It's kind of straight. This okay. one this this go on a straight line. <laughs> Speaking of it, uh, yeah. if you can't get in front of a TV, let me let you know what we got going on for you this weekend. We got mm-hmm. covered all the way around uh, before we bring our special guest out here. Now, let's start with some NBA Hawks, Washington. You got a pregame uh, at 7.30, tip at 7. Wait a minute. Well, I would imagine that's 8 o'clock. It has the same time here. It's a typo. But uh, that is tonight. We today have wild card action. You have to go to WAOK to check it out, though. So pregame for the game one at 4 o'clock, kick at 4.30, and then game two will follow that. But wild card action today, it will be on WAOK. All under the Odyssey umbrella. Tomorrow, same thing. We got wild card playoff action. Pre-game starts at 12.30, kick at 1, and then we will have game after game going into Sunday night's matchup. Yeah. So and we got basketball tonight, too, now, right? That's what I said. We got Hawks at Washington. We got Hawks at Washington. Yeah, that's the first yes. thing I mentioned. I did it in reverse, but at pregame, it's, uh, it says pregame at 7.30, tip at 7.30. Need to turn it around and get a win tonight because last night was uh, – something about Indiana, man. Indiana really? Just, man, I, was, I saw, actually saw the last of that game. Something about Indiana, man. They they just got it for our team. Well, Halliburton. Oh, he was out. He wasn't even I'm just, playing. I'm just talking about the team overall, though. Yeah, Indiana just got it for us. I mean, I mean, last night it was a lot of layups. 
They would, they <laughs> the really, way you said that. Really, really I mean, like, the turnovers and layups, turnovers and layups, and then they, they hit the open, a lot of open shots. We have a lot of conversations about defense in this team, don't we? Don't it's we? It's tough. Yeah. Every year. But the way they played, you figure these guys have lost 15 games. Who else? Will the 15 teams beat these guys? You beat you the know? Pistons, right? Who's that? We beat the Hawks. Oh, I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> the, the, the Indiana's on. They've lost. They've lost 15 games. Indiana has. Right. And you I, would figure that. I mean, they. You remember they won the. Uh, they played the tournament. Right. They, they got to the, to the finals. The Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers. Right. So I mean, they 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 are a great team. They are a great great young team. Did you see that dude, the coach of uh, the Toronto, go off yesterday after playing the Lakers? Oh yeah. Twenty got 23 free throws for the Lakers, two for them. <laughs> And nothing like a guy who's trying to hold back cussing with a French accent. That was beautiful. Well, you know what? We got somebody coming up. We can can ask about that. Does anybody come to his gym and get more free throw shots than his team does? (laughs) I wonder what he had to say about that. Great. Uh, Of course, uh, high school basketball is big on this King Holiday weekend. A number of events are taking place uh, around the area. You're going to mention some of them. But one is the Judge uh, Clyde Reese playing for a change happening at Pace Academy. And pleased to be joined this morning always with uh, Pace Academy uh, men's coach, Coach Sharman White. Welcome back to the show, Coach. Sharman, morning. Hey, thank you for having me. How you guys doing? We're doing fine. How's your new year so far? So far, so good. Just started, though. Yeah, yeah, Coach. Now, <laughs> now we just mentioned that Coach get upset because folks got more free throws at his place. I mean, you don't have that problem, though, do you? Uh, you never know, man. Sometimes I do. <laughs> Have you, have you been over to the castle? Yo, yeah, it's nice over there. I've been over to the castle. I went to the castle for the first time. Did you? Yeah, in 2023. Okay. Met with Mr. Azoff and had a wonderful time. I, y'all got to go to the castle. <laughs> if you haven't been over to Pace Academy and go to the castle, you need to go to the castle once. We were going to ask him about just his thoughts on, you know, the nature of his sport as it exists right now. Yeah, yeah but what thoughts about where, where, where are you as far as with the high school game, especially in our area. I mean, we got so much talent, and I see a team that you're going to get to coach with one of our talented players from McEachern High School. But just thoughts about how this season has played out and your thoughts about things and the status of the high school game in our area. Uh, you know, the high school game is, is ever-evolving. I mean, you got, you know, kids that are – I think the skill level is definitely up. Um you know, I think some of the things that, that, that challenge the high school game, you know, just in general and probably the game overall is just some of the things that affect the game from a mental standpoint. You know, we talk about mental toughness all the time. Uh, we think the kids are, are – some of the players coming up, they, we, they are challenged by that a lot. Um, you know, whereas before, you know, years back, you know, some of the things that, you know, that you look at from that perspective, you never question, uh, you never question someone's mental toughness or anything like that. But as far as the skill level goes, it's unbelievable. I mean, these kids are dynamic as far as that goes. And it just makes for, you know, the players are becoming, you know, starting at an earlier age and, you know, you, you see younger kids getting offers in the fifth and sixth grade and things of that nature. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's an arms race for it as far as, you know, who can, you know, find the talent and, and you know, try to nurture it and try to make sure that it uh, continues to grow the game, you know, in general. As you talk about the changing nature of the sport, the changing nature of your job has to be cumbersome at best. We talk to a lot of coaches here, and it's not just about the X's and O's and everything they normally prepare for a season and dealing with the kids as far as basketball. Now you got to kind of keep an eye on what they're doing socially and how much of that occupies your day. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, 
pretty much. That's probably one of the main reasons I'm on social media is just kind of <laughs> to kind of be out there roaming a little bit just to make sure you know our guys understand that. But our guys do a really good job of handling themselves, and we kind of educate them and make sure they understand the importance of it because it's almost like a open book interview uh, for them to be able for people to be able to see inside of what you do and what you, you're thinking about. And you know there are interviews done on social media that you never ever know about. Uh, that pertain to, you know, possible scholarship opportunities or possible job opportunities. You just never know. So um, they do a good job. Guys do a pretty good job with it. But it's always good to edu- keep educating not just our guys, but all the, young, the youth, period. Well, we're pleased to be spending time this morning on the com hotline with Coach Sharman White for Pace Academy. Coach, you guys have something special. Let's talk about this weekend and how the King Holiday Weekend is always a, a special time for high school basketball in this area. You guys have an event coming up. It's going to start in just a few hours. Um, just, just talk about uh, and being a part of that. And, and it's a chance to see some of the best teams go head-to-head. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, uh, we started playing for a change uh, three years ago. This is our fourth year, and we actually changed the name of it to uh, the George Clyde Reese uh, Plan for a Change. And Judge Clyde Reese was a graduate of Pace Academy. He was the first African-American graduate of Pace Academy. And he recently uh, transitioned last last year, last December, not in, in December of 22. And we thought it would be great to name this uh, event in his honor. And, you know, we have some really great, great teams uh, participating and uh, being a part of it. And, uh, you know, we, we, we inserted a girls' games this year, so we're starting to expound it. And, you know, a lot of people get requ- – we get a lot of requests for teams that want to be involved with it. But, again, it's for a great cause. And it was birthed just out of the social injustices that were taking place in 2020. And we decided to, you know, do something in honor of it. And so uh, that's, what, that's where it all came from. Could you say the name again a little – you know, the, the name again and um, how it's grown? And how proud you are of of this the growth of this tournament since 2020? Yeah, this is uh, again. You know, this we normally do it uh, the weekend what we get out for school during the holidays as far as December goes. But this year we were playing. We had a tournament that we were participating in in Hawaii that was taking place during that time. So we decided to move it to this weekend. And, and lo and behold, you know, because it's uh, Dr. King's. Uh, holiday weekend and his birthday weekend, we decided this might be where it stays uh, just in, in commemoration because we want it to be something that we really, uh, you know, uh, continue to evolve and continue to make it one of the signature events uh, just because of what it stands for. Game starting at 1 o'clock today. we got the Pace Academy girls against Westminster. Uh, 2.30 boys games, uh, Chapel Hill against Fayette County at 4 o'clock. Tucker and Langston Hughes. Uh, 5.30 Pace is going to play Riverwood in 7 o'clock game tonight is Dutchtown against Alexander. Coach, you have a lot of things that, that have gone on with you recently. I think you clocked 500 wins. Can we congratulate Coach on 500? You, you, you got 500 wins. <laughs> thank you, thank well, you. It just, a, means, it, just, it just means I've been doing it a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, but a high level, though, that's the thing. Uh, you know, you've you always have been there, so congratulations on that. I don't know if you – allow yourself to, to think about that much. You're probably not much. You're on to the next thing, but I think that's outstanding to be able to achieve that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, a lot of players, a lot of great players, a lot of great coaches, uh, a lot of great managers have all had a hand in that. And, uh, you know, just honored and humbled by it and just, you know, continue to just try to thrive in something that I feel like I was gifted with. And I want to continue to just 
you know, help these young people get to the next point in their life. You know, we we do this with the with the football coaches. We should give um, uh, coach here a chance to talk about his assistants. You get five hundred wins. You just mentioned that for a minute. So you got a few names you want to throw out there as the folks who have helped you achieve what you've gotten so far. Yeah, I've had quite a few of quite a few assistants. I mean, I got my current assistants now. Uh, Coach John Robinson and Aiden Saunders, who played for me uh, at Miller Grove, and Willie Evans and uh, Chase Crawford. And then I've had assistants that we've had in the past. Mason Ambler, who's with me a long, long time, uh, from Miller Grove to Pace. And then uh, Timothy Britt, who's with me at Miller Grove. Mm-hmm. And um, LaShawn Reeves, who's with me at Miller Grove. Rasul Chester, who's currently the Miller Grove head coach. Yep. He was assistant yep. for me. And um, uh, Brandy Manning. Uh, I've had uh, quite a few. Eddie Johnson, who's the head coach at Padilla right now. So I've had a lot of guys that have been a big part of that and, and helped get a lot of those wins. Harry Trumbull, uh, you know, I've had just so many guys, but it's been great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Greg Coach is also a good um, Team USA coach, and he's back and forth, you know, dealing with that, and that's, that's something that comes on after his high school season is over. I see your team, your roster came out. You had, and I saw the name of a certain player from McEachin High School. You're going to get a chance to work with Ace Bailey. Um, thought about that, and you know, people know that you that you work with Team USA, but in the uh, 2024 Nike Hoop Summit. Oh yeah, I mean, working with USA Basketball is, uh, you know, it's been a dream, and it's uh, something that I honor and, and cherish a lot because it, you get a chance to represent your country. Uh, you know, you got service men and service women out there serving and protecting our country and they're on the front lines and you know this kind of feels a little bit like and not no nowhere near in the, in the realm of it but just you know being able to you know uh represent my country from the sidelines and, and be able to help our you know young men uh you know go out and compete and claim our dominance as far as uh, basketball goes and um you know we i'm fortunate enough to be able to win five gold medals with USA, three as a head coach, two as an assistant, and, uh, you know, selected as the the uh, Hoop Summit coach for this year, which is a big honor, which is, like, one of the top all-star games. And it's not really an all-star game the way we look at it at USA Basketball because, you know, we're competing against the world's best in one game. And, you know, it's, it's tough. It's a tough game because you only get a couple of days with the guys and then, you know, you play a game. And so – we also have a kid from Atlanta, uh, from the local area, Metro Atlanta area, uh, Ace Baylor, who's probably one of the you know top two or three guys in the country, period. And you know him along with some other guys that are really, really good. So we're hoping that you know we can go out and compete and have a great opportunity to win the game and you know just represent our country. All right, let me run this down here. You guys tell me, make sure I do this right here. We're talking about the Judge Clyde Reese playing for a change. Event takes place today, 1 p.m. Things get going at the, I didn't know the name of this, the Bob Chambers Court over there at Pace Academy. That's at uh, 966 West Pace's Ferry. Now, let me just run down what's going on here. 1 o'clock, you got Pace versus Westminster. Girls, 2.30, you got Chapel Hill versus Fayette County. Boys, you got 4 o'clock, Tucker versus Langston Hughes. Boys, 5.30, you got Pace versus Riverwood. Boys, and at 7 o'clock, you got Dutchtown versus Alexander. Boys. There you go. That's what's coming up. That's what's coming up. I have one more question for Coach. You, you at Team USA? Do you get to go to Paris this year? Uh, (laughs) I'll be playing. We'll be we'll be doing the World Cup in uh, Turkey for the U17s, and you know we might do a little 
swift swap across there, hopefully, but you know, you never know. Yeah, I'm trying to say you go get to go to the Olympics, man. Wow. Yeah. 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 All right, it's now a, it's, it's in it's in discussion, but we, we'll see. Yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed. There we go. Now. Wasn't they just out someplace west too? What I thought one of the schools went out there west, out to California or something, and played some game. Wasn't you? Wasn't who did? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. No, he he, no, he, no, he, no. he went to Hawaii. You went Hawaii, to Hawaii. That's went... what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all just flew right yeah, over we... California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who gets to go? What high school team gets to go to Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. Malaki, Malaki, yeah I mean, we've been fortunate, man. We went to London last year and played, so we've been we've been fortunate. All right. Well, now you're being obnoxious. Knock it off. <laughs> 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 Coach Sharma White, we Listen, appreciate you getting yes, up and spending some always. time with us, and hope the event is uh, is truly great, great and successful for you guys today. Congratulations on all the success, and thank you for getting up and being a part of the show this morning and putting up with our nonsense, or at least mine. Uh, Oh, not a problem at all. I'm just sitting out here watching my son's uh, sixth grade basketball, sixth grade basketball team. So I'm watching it through the door right now, about to go in. So thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Appreciate it, Coach White. Thanks Sherman so much. Right. Pace Academy. Yeah, you got to get over to the castle. You've not seen the castle before. Yeah. It's Pace Academy. Very nice. So, Very nice. Uh, all right, listen. There's a conga line of guests that we got coming up. Miles Garrett is going to join us next. And normally we talk to Miles about. You know, Falcons in the NFL, but he also talks about the Braves. He wears a number of hats, but we got D-Led coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, so we're going to get Miles' thoughts and revisit some of the stuff that happened on the college level because he was also there for the Georgia game mm-hmm. and and just get his thoughts on that program. and, and what Cur- There's got to be a feeling that Kirby has right now that he can't get that payback from Nick. You know what I mean? He's already that- beat him, beaten Saban. Well, yeah, he's beaten But he, that last one got to leave a taste in his mouth. And then the dude exited stage left, so you ain't going to get a chance to repay that. I don't know. i just feeling maybe you'll just go look at those national championships and feel better. There you will. Miles <laughs> <laughs> Garrett joins us next to Sam and Greg on this yep. Saturday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And, yep, take us with you on the Odyssey app. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, 13th day of January. Before we bring Miles in here, that was a little bit of fun between me and Noel there. Yes. A little, you know, a little intro there that makes you think of the Kentucky Derby. Happy 71st birthday, Bob Baffert. The, ir- uh, the irony is, of course, that he couldn't run his course at the Kentucky Derby right. last year. Is he, right. is he allowed this year? I don't, know how long his, I don't know how long his suspension yeah. lasts. Yeah, well, it's 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 there. Also, on this date, see, there was a, this was a two-parter. It was the it was the horse racing sounder there, and then the song by Pat Benatar there. Hit me with your best shot. Today was the day that um, Tanya Harding's bodyguards were arrested. Get the tie-in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sean, yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah. And other, I don't yeah. Their, their names aren't worth remembering. I just remember Sean something. But the guys who went at uh, Nancy Kerrigan's knees, they were arrested today. 
Pat Benatar, hit me with your best shot. You get the tie. Yeah, best shot. There you go. Sam and Greg again, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. Going to uh, let you know about some movie stuff up next. Casting call. They're back. We're also going to introduce you to Noel, too. You need to know about our new producer. And if you've heard her already once, well, she's just going to jump right in there. But you're gonna give you, she's going to give you a little insight into herself. But we got a guest on here. And, again, the guy wears many hats. We're going to save the Falcons talk for most of it later on when D-Lit. Uh, D. Orlando Ledbetter joins us in the 9 o'clock hour. But, you know, Miles Garrett, Fox 5, he is all over the place, whether it's the Braves, whether it's the, the Bulldogs, whatever it is, sporting event, big event, he has covered it. So now that we're looking back on this college football season, I will ask you, Miles, off the top, you know, is it the retirement? Is it Michigan? What from this season stays with you right now as you sit here in this middle of January? Uh, do we have Miles there? Yeah. Okay, Miles. I don't know if you heard me. I was asking you. Let's let's concentrate on college football right now. And as we sit here, a week or so after the season has ended, is it the Saban retirement? Is it the movement of the of the um, uh, of the conferences? Is it the Bulldogs? What is it? What college football story is 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 front of mind for you right now? Well, right now, I think. First of all, good morning, guys. Apologies for the interruption there. That's all right. Um, but, uh, no, to me, it's got to be Nick Saban. I, I mean, it's, he's been the king of college football now for pushing 20 years. And to have his retirement happen so abruptly, especially with the, the – I mean, we're going to the professional ranks there too. But with Bill Belichick and his news coming so quickly, I think that the departure of Saban has got to be number one right now. Wow. You talk about that. I, I mean, and, and you got cut your ears to the ground, uh, you know, a lot of things. You had any, did you have any inkling? That, that, um, that, that this might happen this week? So we had heard some rumors actually a few weeks ago that maybe this was on the table, but I think a lot of my peers and myself alike were just thinking, no, there's no way. Like, Nick's got to go out on top. Like, he's got to win a national championship or he's got to do this or that. But granted, that would have made sense, I guess, before the playoff, before they got out in, in the playoff. But I guess when it's time, it's time. Nick Saban's not getting any younger. So uh, I guess... Uh, this was the time for him, and I can imagine that recruiting in the NIL transfer portal era may have had something to do with it just because the landscape of college football has changed. So I think because of that, maybe, you know, he thought it was time. Miles Garrett joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I don't think that replacement happens as quickly as it does if the Pac-12 aren't in the condition they're in. DeBoer does not leave Washington after sitting there in the national championship game and then pack up and I mean yeah we can think of Roy Williams and, and and what he did but I just don't think that this happens and like your opinion if Pac-12 isn't the Pac-2 right now you know and and what's going on out there I mean it, it's tough because Alabama I mean you you could argue that is the best job in college football really I mean throughout the history you could even call it that just because of the the you know the, you get the Bear Bryant's the Nick Saban yeah but my, if he leaves it's not the best and and by the way who wants to be the dude that follows the dude well here, here's <laughs> the thing you know because I remember when when Coach Bryant stepped away right he passed away four months later okay. so Ray Perkins didn't have to worry about the man being there this guy you know okay. heaven forbid and that that Nick Saban's gonna be with us for some time that's the other thing he's taking this job and Nick Saban. You know, that's the thing we want to start this morning, Miles, that Aflac the Duck is going to, like, fund some money so Nick Saban <laughs> can go out and be a consultant to Deion Sanders. 
I think that would be like delicious. I think that would be outstanding. <laughs> but, but what's your thoughts about the boy leaving Washington to come to Alabama, man? Can, can he do anything right? I think it's the biggest thing. I think so. I mean, he's got a track record of success that's been very short yet very successful. Now, granted, I do assume that Dan Lanning was probably a guy at the top of their list, but DeBoer, I would assume, is probably a very close second there just because of you know his ties to, to Kirby Smart, to Nick Saban, his track record of success that's already happened at Oregon. But I think you can't really argue with what DeBoer has done at Washington, and I think that given the current landscape, I don't know if you could have gotten anybody better because you could have made an argument for Dabo Sweeney, but he's had some recent, you know, not as much. I think think some fans have sort of cooled off the idea of Dabo's success with, you know, just a couple quarterbacks here and there because who else would you get at this point? Steve Sarkeesian's very comfortable at Texas now at this point. And, you know, unless you wanted to make a run at Lane Kiffin, who else would you really make a run for? Lincoln Riley maybe? I don't know. I think that given that who was on the table here and the ties and the recent success, I think DeBoer was the best guy for them, and I think they made a good hire. I think, I think they become they, – they fall back to the middle of the pack, and here's why. What Whoa. did we hear – and this is my reason why, and I could be absolutely wrong, but what did we hear when this back and forth happened between Jimbo Fisher and, and Nick Saban? You know, about this and that and accusatory phrases were thrown at the other person. But one of the things that happened shortly around or in that area or that time frame, didn't Nick Saban sit at a news conference talking about his program needs more money to compete with others? Didn't he talk well, about well, he that? Well, did, he didn't say that. He just said it because it was obviously what was happening in other places. Right. He was saying some things to stir up his base to pass the hat around some exactly. more. Exactly. So I in mean, other words, he could he he could he could use some more funding. I say that to to lead into this. He is now off the stage. Alabama is going to be what it's going to be. But now you got Texas coming in with all the money in the world. Oh yeah. And 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 a chip on their shoulder, especially okay. how this season ended. I think They coming to take your lunch money. I man. think that Texas will be that team moving forward in the SEC as opposed to Alabama. Now, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's my initial thought. How about you, Miles? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do think right now Georgia will become that team personally, but as far as if we're talking from a standpoint of On the West. a team that would yeah. replace well, Alabama. It's not going to be East-West anymore. Oh, that's true. That's right. They're doing away with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that, I, that, that part's going away. But at the same time, I don't know. I I. I like what Texas is doing based on a you know a money standpoint, NIL transfer. They're doing things in a way that will set them up for long-term success. I just don't believe in Steve Sarkeesian just yet. I want to see a little bit more sustained success over there first before I declare them as a team that will kind of replace, not replace completely, but sort of step in for Alabama in the landscape of college football before I, I say that. Yeah, well, you can say that because Georgia's got him on the schedule next year. Folks, we're talking to Miles Garrett. <laughs> uh, really, Georgia, no, no, Georgia's I got, like they, got, that got that Texas good. on the schedule next year, and Bevo will get to see Ugga again, and we all know what happened oh, last time those two. Hey, yeah, all, all kind of stuff going to happen next season. <laughs> next season's going to be great, man. Uh, <laughs> wait for that come out live by Miles Garrett this morning. And he is social. Yeah. You can always find him at Miles Garrett TV, at Miles Garrett TV. Um, thoughts about that. And yesterday, all I'm seeing on social media are pictures of Coach Smart at high schools around this area. Talk about that because they got to hold some guys. They already had some guys over at Alabama jump into the transfer portal. This recruiting game, once again, which Kirby Smart thrives on, 
and the fact that he was out there on the road and posting pictures yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I speak to our DJ Shockley all the time, and I'm sure uh, some listeners are very familiar with. Kirby never stops recruiting. That, that, that is his game. That's you why learned he, it from Nick. That's <laughs> exactly. That's why he's built Georgia to the standard that it's become now. I mean, it, it's really nonstop for Kirby Smart, and you. You've heard about you know some of the stories that he talks about during the season, where whether it's moving the Georgia Florida game from Jacksonville to to Athens or to Gainesville, having that you know switch off every single year. That's all strictly recruiting. He is in the recruiting mindset twenty four seven, and it's really the reason that Georgia is what it is now. Georgia has backups that are five star guys, and you know transfer guys who are five star guys. I mean, it's just uh, riches of depth that they have right now and it's the same level of success that Alabama had for years with Nick Saban and really what Kirby Smart built under Nick Saban there that he's now taken to, to Georgia. Hmm. All right, we got we got we got to get Miles out of here on this but because we're we're up against it here. I don't know if I should ask him about the the guy up in New England coming cuz he does I got I got a baseball question for you. Oh. Of all of all the things that are moving around uh, Braves uh, extend Alex Anthopoulos through thir- uh, through uh, thirty one. Thoughts about that? Yeah. Well, I think there's going to be an Alex Anthopoulos statue built in probably about twenty years. If you want my feelings on that, I think that he's been fantastic for the Atlanta Braves based on what he's done. Obviously, you want to see maybe a few more championships with what the roster has, but I think with what Alex Anthopoulos has done and what he's Looking like he's going to continue to do with this team, I think that's one of the best moves they could have made, and I think he's a fantastic general manager. You guys just tee this up for me. This is beautiful. That comment leads me right into, before we say goodbye to Miles, did you know on this date Hank Aaron and Frank Robinson were elected into Baseball's Hall of Fame? Whoa. How about that? On on this date, 1982. So there you go. We wrap it up with that. Miles, man, as always, thank you, buddy, for getting up and joining us. Absolutely, guys. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. I want to get into and I want to tell you my thoughts on why I don't want Belichick coming here. And I'm going to ask you to answer this question. <laughs> and this, well, this is how I came at it. You know, I, I came at it logically. I kept personal feelings aside, and and I came at it this way. And I'll explain that up next. Going to meet Noel. Casting call. That's all coming up. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this 13th day of January. You know what I feel very proud about? I have never publicly done that thing when this song is on. Done that with the arms. Nope. And, and, and you ever done a game somewhere I've and never, done that? No. I've never done the YMCA. You did do it at games. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm just saying I haven't done it. Okay. I don't mind the song. Yeah. You can't tell the history playing this. <laughs> you can't play. You can't get around. Well, it. Maybe you, you can. gotta play this. No, you gotta play this song, man. You think so? It's a part of, as you just said, it's part of stadium life. They always play the song, and everybody seems to know what to do. Oh yeah, you man. Can play, you can take this to one of the games when 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 the NFL plays in Europe, and you play this song, and everybody and knows what. To everybody do. over there do this thing like this here. They say, "Give me the Y M C A," and they, you know they do it like that. You think, do they talk like that? They though? probably. Than that. I, 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 I think imagine. they might. Just, you know why might. she played that though? Why? Them boys got sued today. <laughs> Did you hear that laugh? <laughs> the, the 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 village people got village sued people. by they sued the, the village the YMCA association. Well, what's what's it? What's that stand for? I already said it out loud. Young, y- men's, young men's Christian, Christian Association. Young men's Christian so Association. The, the, the young men sued village people today on this mm-hmm. day in seventy nine. 
In 79. Because of this song. 79. Yeah, well, that's when the song came out around then, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you yeah. read about right, right, right around there. So, yeah, YMCA, they, yeah. Well, the YMCA sued the village people. like to be there for that court date. Yeah, really. Um, I said something at the end. Before we get into the casting call at Noel, um, I want to give you my thinking of why I don't want Bill Belichick being the Falcons coach. And then I like yours if oh. you have a reason. Um, you are you, we, well, you know, we, we, we can get in this with D-Led because D-Led has written something about this. Right, and I'm going to let him – I don't want to step on his time. That's why I wanted right. to have this real quick. And I asked myself this because he falls into this very small category of great coaches who have had success, who've pulled the plug, gone somewhere else, hoping to continue to have some, some, some sort of success, but yet had to change. There's been three in my lifetime that have done that, and they've been successful. One was successful on both sides. Um, well, let me just tell you who they are. One was Don Shula. Don Shula was one type of coach with Baltimore, right? He played in the greatest Super Bowl game of all time. If you want to talk about the growth of the, of the NFL, he was the coach of Baltimore for Super Bowl three. And that's the one where Joe Namath predicted it and the AFL won I for the first time. It. That's right. Sitting there by the pool in Philadelphia or wherever it was, or in Miami, excuse me. And he predicted it. Can you imagine sitting by a pool in Philadelphia? <laughs> well, you, in July. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was Don Shula. Then he I'm le- trying to get that picture, man. Le- would, <laughs> would, would you have a cheesesteak? <laughs> he would le- you, would he you have leaves. a big old pretzel? I, I was thinking if you. You have cheese on a pretzel, I might eat it. If you I'd have been one of them big cheese at a pool pretzels. At a pool in Philly. Yeah. Joe okay. Namath. Now, that's the part. <laughs> you got to have Joe Namath in the pool in Philly. All right. So Don Shula goes, he leaves Baltimore, yeah. and he goes to Miami. Yeah, much wa- he, much warmer. And he keeps. <laughs> yes, much warmer, much yes. warmer. Yes, he's by the pool there. And he keeps that three yards in a cloud of dust going. He gets the, the three running backs with a 1,000 yards, Zonk, Kicker, and Mur- uh, Morris. Bob Greasy's there. And then the and Paul Warfield. And, and Paul Warfield. Um, hit on my aunt. In the airport, I told that story before. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. He hit on my head. I was being, I was being We're just put going on zigzag all over the That's place. All right, didn't miss us on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so then as the Dolphins start going that way, he is gifted from heaven this golden arm, which is Dan Marino, and he changes the way he coaches. And next thing you know, they're in the Super. They lost to Montana, but he achieves success again. But you know what his constant was, wherever he was. A long-term established backup quarterback. Yeah, Don Schrock, which is something, guys, which yeah. is some Earl Morrow, yeah, which yeah. which you kind of don't see today. Anymore, Are yeah. you gonna pay that guy that much money just to be there? Well, will that guy in, stay in there? That role? Will that well, guy well, be well, there? Well, we've seen this season guys who are backup quarterbacks who are backup quarterbacks. Right. There's a reason why they're there. Okay, we had one here. We mm-hmm. had one pass through here on his way up to Minnesota. He beat us, and he go. It, they're, they're backups for a reason. Do you invest in having that backup that your team knows? That's the thing that Shula. And it's a different time, a different exactly. era. It's a different era of the and NFL. That type of player who wants to be that backup. But that was one of the keys to his success. All that right. if his no, starter, right. if his starter went down, you didn't miss a beat. You had this guy step in, a same voice, and, and everybody was familiar with. And he believed in investing in that. All right, so that's Don Shula. Yeah. The other guy, the next guy was uh, Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil was a certain kind of coach. He was the guy who set the standard for sleeping in your office, right? They said Dick Vermeil would be there 12 hours, 15 hours a day sometimes. And he got Philadelphia to the Super Bowl, lost to, uh, was it Ferragamo in the 80s at the Rams? I think it was the Rams. It was the, no, Oakland, was it Oakland Raiders? Oakland. 
Yeah. That's when Oakland finally, oh, that's right. got Oakland, Oakland finally won one. The second one with Tom Flores. Yes, the second one. Okay. Flores, second so one. Dick Vermeil ends his coaching stint in Philadelphia, becomes the voice of college football with mm-hmm. Keith Jackson forever, mm-hmm. gets back into coaching, and somebody got in his ear and said, listen, all right, we're going to plop you down here in St. Louis. This ain't the Philadelphia Eagles. This ain't the way you used to coach. you got to do it this way. And by the way, well, what about our running game? Yeah, this guy named Marshall Falk, he'll be okay for you. What about our quarterback? Oh, yeah, this guy Kurt Warner. What about our tight end specialty position uh, and, and wide receivers? Oh, yeah, Isaac Bruce, all he is then Story gifted. Yep. He is gifted the greatest show on turf. Yep. But it wasn't that when he took over, and then some people said, "Dick, you want to have some success? You're gonna to have to change the way you do things." And he did, and we know what happened. The third person is Andy Reid. Five super, five NFC championship games. Didn't get over over the hump, but he was a great quarterback in Philadelphia. It ran its course. He comes here. I think the greatest thing that Andy Reid did when he got to Kansas City was, even though Alex Smith was playing better, decided that he wanted to go with this young kid from Texas Tech. And he saw something in Patrick Mahomes and pulled Alex Smith. And, in other words, all three of these guys made pivots where a lot of great coaches coaches that have some semblance of success won't do it. I say all that to ask you, Sam, do you see Belichick changing? And, by the way, them dudes weren't 72 when they made those changes. Right, right, so right. So that's 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 I mean, how that, I come that, to my that's, conclusion. That's, that's that's a hard thing, but he's going to have to make some changes uh, wherever else he goes. He's not in New England anymore. You don't know if anybody's going to give him to come in and have the carte blanche that he had because of the way things have gone. He's had the carte blanche the last four or five years. So I, you know, I think whoever brings him in is going to have to get people around him. You know, and that, that, that's what I would do if I, if I brought him in. I just don't you know? see him. I, he can't, I don't think anybody brings him in and say, you, co- you coach and general manager. No, no, I don't I see don't that. I don't think he gets that, you know. But he can't even do what he did in New England, Sam, because we've seen his disciples fail trying to take the Belichick way to other areas. to other. And the last one was, was Rabel in Tennessee. You know what I think he does, though? He comes in and he finds guys who have played for him and understand the language, kind of like Lenny Wilkins when he was here. Remember how Lenny Wilkins was, was – was, Experienced guys, he believed right. in having the older guys. You know, Jason Terry, Jason Terry was going to rock right on right on the bench. You know, he wasn't he wasn't going to play him that much. Right. He just didn't trust the younger players. He wanted the veteran guys around that he that he you know and whatnot. And it was a winning style of basketball. It was a you know, good place to go and read War and Peace. But 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 it was but it was winning. You know what I mean? So no, you're so, right. He got a thousand wins. Right, and all that. right, yeah. right. You know, and he did that when he came here. Belichick is looking for a place to go to pass Shula. He's looking for somewhere that's going to provide him. He's not going to go in some place you got to build up. He wants to go somewhere where you got some people in place, which we do offensively. We got some pieces in place that help him get there. Well, why he's, would at we give it? he's at 333. I get that. He's 15 you know? wins. He's 15 wins from Shula. Right. But what does that do? What does that how does that ascent? he's not going to be thought of any differently compared to Shula? This is like when I hear that is the reason why, A, I would hate that this organization or any organization would do that because he just wants to get the wins, then he's going to quit. Okay, so that's a couple seasons right there where you're Well, st- he, carries you, he carries your organization into the, into the record book I, with him. I, I, the Hawks are into the record book with Lenny Wilkins. All right, again. That's I, that always will be there. Now, people around here will always have disdain for him because of a certain player he yeah, traded away. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I mean? And, 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 so that, that, and that won't change either. In the irony of 
right? Of him sitting there on the sidelines. You okay. know, I just, I just, I'm just saying. I don't see it again. The age and him changing. You know what I look? You know what I think about him? What's that? The possible Belichick coming here is when they played the Super Bowl against Rams. They're gonna close that thing. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna close. They're gonna, they're gonna, uh, they're gonna back open and close. And this is right before kickoff. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you know what I mean, right, right, right. okay. No. That's my thought about him worrying about the, the 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 ceiling being open or closed. I, I think we have seen the last of a certain tree, and that's the Bill Parcells tree. And that Belichick was he was he was the best from it, but then the people that left him have not achieved success where they are, and they've been fired, and you know, and looking for other places. I just the, don't the, see. the irony is that he and Saban. Have this change during the same week when they well no Saban's left he's exiting but but I'm just saying that the fact that, that there will be transitions in their career at the same a day apart right and the fact that they were their coaching staff together I'm sure those guys communicated so many weeks back and forth because they were both at the top they're both at the top of where they were and at one time they were on the same coaching staff. Everything that has been said about Bill Belichick this week by his ex-players is the reason why no young superstar, as far as in free agency, you can do what you want as far as as, as far as the draft, can't control that. But as far as free agency, they are not going to go there. Damian Woody, um, Teddy Bruschi, all and, and the other ones I heard, all wrapped their arms around one thing that they feel was a success for the team and for them, and that was that Bill Belichick constantly kept people uncomfortable. That was what, that's how he went about okay. it. Now, we know young players now, they don't like being uncomfortable. They don't like people getting in their faces the way they used to, and they don't like going to work knowing that you're going to be put into an uncomfortable position. That I believe, and that's why I think that's going to be one of the hardest things for an organization to pull the trigger on bringing him in there, saying, you're going to do what you did here? That you did in New England? No. That's he, what I'm saying. Yeah, he, so that's, that's the— he will, have, he will have to do a different thing. The left he, turn he, that he's going to have he, to make. He wouldn't be able to do the same thing. No way. He's going to have to do a different thing now. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. Going to have a fresh casting call for you tomorrow. You can go up there right now and check it out at 92.9 The Game.com slash casting call. You can also see it on uh, Get Cast with Greg on X. But uh, there's a few more on there that are still relevant. Listen, the industry is just back up and running. It's inching toward their needs for extras for these productions. But a lot of productions are in the beginning stages, locations and uh, auditions. I had two auditions for. And by the way, you know that story we tell about that night that happened here, and you know when Ollie returned. It's been put in the paper, so I'm not telling tales out of school here. It's being made right now, and I auditioned twice for it. I had two different. Readings for it, but I know someone who lives in that neighborhood who's um, getting a visit from a site person. A what about person? A site person. Oh, a location. A, a location person right, look, about about the about the house. About there. the house? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Why are you talking about whatever, that too? Whatever I find out, I let you know. Okay. If, no. if people if people know what part of town we're, we're talking about and those housing neighborhoods, probably a number of people yeah. in that neighborhood. Chicken Man. Being, being. But Will Packer, his uh, company, along with uh, Kevin Hartz, are putting this together. Yeah. So we will talk about it. I said, call your heights. There <laughs> you go. Call, we got, call we, your heights. We got a break. Noel, come on in. What here how for much are they going to pay folks to use their houses out, out there in that D- neighborhood? In that neighborhood? I don't Why know. I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it depends. Yeah, the neighborhoods, depending on the neighborhood, will depend on how much they give you and how much of the houses and how much are they going to use. Some houses, they only use the exterior. Yeah. They use the front yard. They ain't going in the house. Yeah. Some houses, they go all in the house. Yeah. They tear it up, they're going to replace it. Pictures are taken before they move in, believe it.
Yeah. But then there's other stories too, so. Yeah. But I'm gonna stay positive. Yeah. Noel! How you liking your first show? Well, actually, this is like your third show with us, but you're official now. <laughs> We're moving and grooving. I'm having a blast. Look at her. Look at her. <laughs> I can't really see her because the, she keeps it in there like she's in witness protection. I know. There's a reflection of the light coming Man, in here. The, the so I can't see you, so girl. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. She is. that's, like that's a, how she like, works. Like a, like a that's sitcom, how she works like, a, like a three camera sitcom. Those lights. Yeah, that's how me. she works. Well, three cameras. See, listen to her. She yeah. work, if she works best that way, <laughs> we're gonna let her work that way. No, no. I, listen, God bless her. What you were gonna spend today talking, introducing some elements of yourself to the audience, and then tomorrow you're gonna get busy because we're gonna give you the 7:40 segment. It's gonna be Noel's, right? Right. We didn't right, have right. that today because we didn't start till 7:30. So, is there one little nugget as we get ready to get on out here that you want to share today? Is it like a teaser for the bigger story? I'm just gonna give a small nugget, okay? So that you guys understand when I come on here and talk about sports, I love everything that has Atlanta in front of it. Okay, I am a real hometown girl. Okay. Hey, I know we have a lot of transplants and all that stuff, and it's great. You know, when the commanders come, when the Titans come, when the Steelers come, put your stuff on, go cheer. That's great. But just know, I am always ten toes down mm-hmm. on Atlanta. There you do, go. Do, do, do you have your We Fool shirt? I don't. I don't have one of those. I don't have one of those. You know, but I got to get that one is a too. I, gotta, I, I, I live by. I got to. I got to get one too. So when I find out where they got them, I get you one too. And we're I'm, I'm going to get a new one printed that, that just gives directions to Hartsfield-Jackson. <laughs> so anybody that don't Keep like it. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Keep, keep it moving. It is Sam and Greg headed into the uh, 9 o'clock hour on this Saturday morning. We have got D. Orlando Ledbetter. Reactions from him have been, I don't know if he's been on the station since, you know, uh, since Arthur Smith. But he has been, been, been rolling. But he has had a busy week. Got sparks coming off his heels. Just everything that he normally does at the end of a Falcon season, but now got other stuff happening. So he's going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour. It is Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.